0: hey guys what's up it's mel welcome to seat at the table podcast i'm so excited to have you here for season two i know that the lord is going to do something great in all of your lives and hey listen if you want to support the podcast comment subscribe and share to your family and friends everyone needs to hear about god's word and this is an amazing way to be touched by jesus i pray that this season is a blessing to your life and that the lord may speak to you on the areas of your life that he wants you to work on god bless you and let's get started hey guys welcome back to seat at the table podcast this is your host mel rodriguez and we are back on episode nine called jesus i surrender it all so before we get started i would like for you guys to grab your notes grab a pen some paper and write down the things that god is going to be revealing to you if you have faith that god is going to speak to you know that jesus today wants to say something new to your heart so this is part two of our first peter book series that we are doing and i want to speak about something that the lord revealed to me that was so so powerful that i wanted to share with you all so before we get started into the main message let me give you some background information on one of the bible characters that we are going to be talking about today his name is peter and he was one of the first disciples that jesus had on his earthly ministry he was a fisherman um, But then God revealed himself to him and told him to become a fisher of men. Peter's first name was Simon, but Jesus changed his name to Peter, which means rock. And this is why Jesus says that Peter was the rock on which Jesus built his church. So here, Jesus was revealing very early that through Peter, many people were going to be saved. Many people were going to hear the gospel and that there was going to be a before and after in Peter's life. Also, Peter wrote the book of Acts and two of the Peter letters. But today we are going to be diving into the book of 1st Peter. This is our week 2 of our 3 week series that we're doing, and I want to speak about something so that we can all relate. You see Peter was just a regular person before Jesus even approached him. Before Jesus even came on this earth, Peter was living a very normal life among everyone. You know, he was he had his job, he had his house, his wife, he had many things. But one day, Jesus visits him and his brother and Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 20 says as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen come follow me Jesus said and I will send you out to fish for people at once they left their nets and followed him so here you see that, you know, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, you know, they were just doing their regular jobs, casting a net into the lake. But then Jesus told them, come and follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. And I love that we can relate to Peter because Peter was just doing his normal day-to-day stuff but then jesus comes just like in our lives and calls peter to do something that requires self-sacrifice that requires leaving something in order to fulfill an eternal purpose that god had for him little did peter know that in the middle of of jesus calling peter that jesus was going to do amazing things through peter and also reveal jesus to peter himself Jesus called Peter to leave it all behind and follow him to fish for people. This was the ministry that Jesus was starting to build. And Jesus was calling Peter to fully surrender all that he knew. A normal, regular person doing his job was called to do something extraordinary through the power of Jesus. And that's what this episode is about today, living in a world that is different than the way we are called to live and the attitude that we should have while doing it. Let's be real, coexisting with the world is really hard for some of us. It's sometimes even terrifying. But there's nothing better than knowing that the one that created you is in you and he gives you the strength to be able to stand up for yourself and to stand up for the gospel. First Peter reveals the beautiful wisdom from the Holy Spirit spoken to us today and I want all of you to be able to see the beautiful things that God has to say to you. You see, in the beginning, Peter was a baby in Christ when he started with Jesus. But throughout those three years of Jesus' ministry, Peter saw so many miracles, signs and wonders being shown from God. And in that process, Peter was being transformed. His heart was being changed among the other apostles as well. You see, many things they didn't understand that Jesus did or even said, but Jesus was revealing those things to Peter little by little. Little did Peter know that one day he would be the one with a bigger kingdom responsibility. So, from all of the wonderful teachings that God is teaching us tonight, he teaches us to fully surrender to him and to his will, that we cannot possibly equip ourselves with the will of God if we are so busy caring our own. But it's not just surrendering our ways of living, but also submitting our minds to God too because before you do something you have to think about it right a thought comes to your mind but jesus there's a process that needs to happen through the work of jesus in our lives where our mind is renewed so that we are able to willfully every single day carry out the will that god has for us living a life fully submitted to god and jesus today he longs to take you through that process and sometimes Being surrounded by other people that don't believe in God, or maybe you are living with people that you know are not non believers, they don't see the same things this way, they don't see Jesus this way, and they don't see the gospel. The way that we do because they don't know him because it hasn't been revealed to us. But in the middle of coexisting with those that are non believers, it doesn't mean that they are any different, that they are any distant, that they are any less loved. It just means that they don't know the truth of the gospel, which means that you are the person that they are going to be looking at in everything. Because living a life submitted to God requires change in your conduct. It requires change in your way of speaking and in all that you do. And Peter, a fisherman, knew all of the things in the world and was now called to live differently, to leave it all. And at once they left everything and they followed him, says in Matthew chapter 4. But here, in the book of 1 Peter, Peter leaves us with nuggets of wisdom that we can take. And so I want to start with some opening verses in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1-2. through two. And it says, To those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and for sprinkling with His blood, may grace and peace be be multiplied to you. So this letter in 1 Peter, it was specifically written to Christians that were scattered all over the world. So this was after Jesus um, ascended into heaven. And so these Christians that now knew the gospel, they were facing oppression. They were facing affliction because of their proclamation and faith in Jesus Christ. But Peter, he writes to these believers not only to bless them for the work that they are doing for God, but to instruct them on how to live in a world that, was full of hate, destruction, persecution, and, you know, selfishness and selfishness and greed. You see, keep in mind that the times back then were very different, that, you know, the systems back then were very different, and so a person that believed in God was viewed differently. Nevertheless, this letter is still for us, and it still applies to us every single day because the world has gotten even more worse, and so we need the wisdom that God is speaking to us the book of 1 Peter. Because in order for us to live a surrendered life to God, it requires that sacrifice and it requires true courage. These people were called to live in a time where living for God was a death sentence. Yet, God wanted to bring consolation to these souls and tell them that their reward in heaven was going to be great because of their perseverance. However, we need to know and be aware of how God wants us to live in this world. So, how do we start? Well, first, We need to renew our mind with the word of God. You see, there is an inner work that has to happen in us through the Holy Spirit. And 1st Peter chapter 1 verses 13 through 16 explain this beautifully. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. You see, one thing that I love that God tells us is with minds that are alert and fully sober. It means to know exactly what's going on in your mind, to hold captive the things that you used to say, the ways that you used to think or the things that you used to do when you when you lived in ignorance, which means when you didn't know God, and to not conform to the evil desires, to not conform to the thoughts that you're having because Jesus Saying to Jesus, Jesus, I surrender it all, means I'm not only submitting my body. I'm not on, only submitting physically, but I'm sum- submitting mentally to Jesus. I'm submitting it all. I'm surrendering it all. Living a life with him means becoming more like him. We no longer go back to the things that hurt us, but we press ahead. And that's what God was telling to these people that were living for the Lord in a place where You know, they were hated and they were disliked, to not feel pressured, to not feel like they have to go back to the things that they used to do just to get rid of the pain that they were facing, but instead to persevere in the middle of that temptation. Number two, we live in this world. And the second point that I want to make, we live in this world, but we are not of this world. And all of this is spoken to all of us. Just because it was written back then does not mean that it doesn't apply. Remember that the word of God is alive and active. It is God-breathed, and it's 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 and it's our instruction on how to live every single day. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. And verse 7 says, Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, impartially live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. Reverent fear means suited to a sacred character. Now, who I used to be cannot be so, but I must become a new creation, Therefore, developing a new character so that I can live for God in the world that He has for my life. We live fully surrendered to God in this world, knowing that we don't belong here, and it, and to live as foreigners in reverent fear means that we don't belong here. Means that we are not from this place. Yet we are supposed to live in this place, respecting respecting and honoring God and everything that He says. We were not. Remember that we were not redeemed something that i want to point out later on in those verses it says that we were not redeemed by worthless things that perish like silver or gold but by the precious blood of christ who he is perfect jesus is not only inviting us to live in his holiness but we have not been redeemed by things that perish by things that are not worth it but instead by the most precious thing the precious blood of christ that was shed on that cross and the third point that I want to make here, in order to surrender it all, we need to have a strong, genuine relationship with Jesus. For Peter, Jesus to him was his precious cornerstone how do you think that he was able to carry out being jesus disciples until the very end or or until jesus ascended into heaven they had to persevere in the middle of that it means that to peter jesus was everything jesus was the messiah and the cornerstone i actually love the illustration and the deep dive that i that i did on this word and why jesus jesus is called the cornerstone and if you look into it the cornerstone is known as the the first stone that was placed at the edge alongside the other stones to create a building. So think of the first stone that you laid down to to create a building. Well, you would put this stone back then on the very edge and all the other stones around it in order to create a building. But this stone, it had to be placed perfectly. It could not be misplaced or put in the wrong place, but it had to be perfect so that the building wouldn't fall. This saying is used in the Bible, Jesus, our cornerstone, because he is the basis of our faith, and he is the foundation of everything. Remember everything in him is built, and it won't fail unless we replace the cornerstone ourselves in order to surrender it all to God in order in order to say, "Here I am, Lord, send me." We need to understand that Jesus has to be our cornerstone, and that rock we cannot misplace it, or everything else will crumble. And I have to ask you, you that are listening to me on the other side, are you afraid to fully surrender to God out of fear of failure, of not being accepted, or maybe liked or respected? Or do you fear giving your life to Jesus because you're afraid that you might not be taken seriously? Or are you simply just clinging to things that will leave you empty because you have never even thought of giving God a chance, or you feel as if everything that you have you know, is so precious to you that suddenly surrendering it all seems scary well if that's you i want to let you know that jesus is speaking to you today and in order for you to want to live a surrender life to the lord you have to sacrifice many of us do not want to sacrifice anything but that is what the gospel is deny myself daily and take up my cross but i want to read this verse to you in first peter chapter 2 verses 6 through 8 See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. I love this verse because those that choose to say, Jesus, I surrender it all, will never be put to shame. You see, we're not putting our hope and full surrender on someone who can fail us. He is a sovereign God. He is perfect in all his ways, and he can never, ever fail us. Imagine how Peter felt. He felt unworthy. He felt scared to even say yes to Jesus. Many disciples, many apostles in the Bible didn't even feel like they measured up. Think about Moses. He had to lead Israel, but he had a stutter. But God told him, I'm the one that created the mouth. I'm the one that created your ears. I'm the one that created your eyes. Jesus created us. And because he created us, when he calls us to do something, it means that he has already equipped us to do it. But we need to be able to say yes to the Lord and know that the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. When we choose to surrender, God begins to work in us and he molds us into who he wants us to become. And this therefore brings fruit into our lives. And to the persecuted people that Jesus wrote this letter to, so we are the persecuted people who people laugh at, who people mock, despise, don't believe in, and people that go through many worse things than we do at the moment. Because to be able to even express the word of God in this world and in this country is a miracle itself, but many people around the world get killed or even worse persecuted for preaching the gospel. But Jesus, he gives a reward to those that persevere despite the hardships. And that's what God says about us. You want to know what God says about us, about the one who trusts in him, will never be put to shame. He says in verses 9-10, through "...but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light." Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Because when we are scared to surrender it all, Jesus gives us the courage to say, Yes, Lord. Here I am, send me. And little by little, God begins a work in us, helping us to get rid of the things that don't edify so that each and every single day we can live a life in the will of God. And I know that when I look to God and when I pray to him, he sees me as his special possession, as his holy nation, his chosen people. He's called me into his light and know that that's the truth for you today. You that are scared to say yes to God, you that are scared to surrender it all, Or you that are scared to even live in this world and you don't know how to get by anymore. Know that Jesus is the hope. Jesus is the truth and he is the life. He is the only way and he wants to have an encounter with you. He wants you to say yes to him. And I believe that the Lord has something so special for your life. I would like to pray for all of you listening so if you could bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, we thank you so much for this special time listening to your word. Thank you for the word that you brought to us, Holy Spirit. I pray that it will be sealed into our hearts that we may believe everything that you are saying, God. Help us to surrender everything in our lives to you. Help us to not live based on our own will, based on our own wants and desires, but based on what you want for us, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to episode 8 of seat at the table podcast jesus i surrender all i hope that you have enjoyed this episode and i will see you on the next one we have a special episode coming up because it will be resurrection sunday in just a few days so stay tuned for a special episode god bless you and see you next time